0: Many individuals try to find success on a daily basis. But what defines this success? Where does it come from? When you find a passion in your life and pursue this passion, everything can come together to form success. This is Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. Our guests will motivate you to take the next step to your success. Now, here's your host, David Wallach.
1: Good morning, y'all, and welcome to uh, Taking Care of Business. Um, connect with me, follow me, see or read my post. Uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, RSS feed, uh, Google+, all became part of our daily jargon. Social media, two words that have become so common in our day-to-day discussion, whether it is our personal social media or corporate social media. My guest this morning is Mark Jarrett, owner of Social Media Guru 365. Together, we will try to explore and touch the importance of social media in the business world, as well as some of the dangers social media presents to, to and in the business world. Good morning, Mark, and thank you for being my guest today. Thank you very much, David. Um, let's find out uh, a little bit about yourself before we dive into the world of social media, which is... a. Uh, you know, for an old uh, fart like me, it is, <laughs> it is becoming an ocean that uh, I don't know if I know how to swim, or and if I swim, I I don't know if I'm swimming well. But let's uh, find out more about you. Uh, by the way, thank you for uh, you know uh, making me the radio guru, the real <laughs> estate guru, and uh, those pictures will be posted on Facebook yes. and, and other social media uh, shortly by our uh, wonderful. Uh, Producer, the our assistant producer ex- executive uh, Sasha. So, Mark, um, I know that you live now in Calgary, but I know you are not from Calgary originally. Where are you from? Where are you born? Where did you grow up? I'm from
2: New York. Oh, uh, like I I know it's it's an okay place, but Calgary is way more beautiful. <laughs> So you were born in
1: New York, did you go voting today, or...? Uh, I, I didn't I didn't have the time. Okay, so, but you're going to vote? I'm, I'm,
2: I guess I have to now. Oh, right, I <laughs> see. Uh,
1: and I'm, we're talking about the uh, U.S. midterm election, not about the uh, Calgary Plymouth for oh. the Olympics, right? No. By the way, can you bo- vote for both, or just for uh, the U.S.? Um, I think I
2: have to pick one at a time.
1: (laughs) I I see. So uh, growing up in New York, uh, share with us a little bit because, you know, it's a big city. Everybody likes to travel as tourists and stay in Manhattan, but it's bigger than that. So as a kid growing in New
2: York, share with us the experience. So I can say I grew up um, a little bit in the suburbs, maybe 40, 45 minutes outside from Manhattan. I didn't go as much as I should have um, because it is a really big city. Um, but you know, coming from a um, small place in New York, and then coming to Calgary, it's a little bit of a, its a little bit colder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, it's it's very different when you're seeing people um, who are in New York versus seeing people in Calgary—the way that they live, the way that I see. It. Like, unfortunately, when I ha- I have to go back and forth to New York in the United States. And I see, and my wife points it out to me, and we'll get to that in a second. My wife's Calgarian, by the way. Ooh, Calgary. Yeah. Um, and we we got off the plane to go um, and and JFK to get to New York, and we get into the taxi. We go, and we see on the side of the road there's just garbage. You just see, a, like, a, a another lane, like a fourth lane, just pure garbage on the side of the road. And when I come to Calgary, it's amazing to see the the niceness the, the word is niceness from the um, people who work in the airport the ones who drive you around if you're if you're running late and you come off and it's beautiful the air is nice and fresh and you know I don't see garbage, so. Uh, we should have the Olympics, right? We should, we, we should definitely have the Olympics.
1: <laughs> so, uh, growing up in New York, what kind of uh, kid were you? An active sports guy, so,
2: a, a bookworm? Well, first off, let, let's quickly go from wh- what I was told from my teachers when I was in um, little little kid's school. Um, I was the one who was on top of the fridge. <laughs> okay, I see. So, very active. I Yes. I was all over the place, yeah. Um, but um, I got that from my mother, and she she was always doing many things at once and a little bit all over the place as well, um, so. You don't blame her, I guess. I don't blame her, <laughs> for sure not. That's what makes me me. Um, otherwise, that would be something not special. My mother was a very special woman. Unfortunately, she passed away um, two years ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but there there's many special things that came out from there that I just want to quickly elaborate on My mother's, my mother's biblical name, as I'm, I'm a Jew, a proud Jew. uh, My mother's biblical name was um, Rachel Nechama, Rachel um, Nechama. My wife's name is Nechama Rachel, which is the name in reverse. Okay. In the Jewish like laws, generally, you can't marry someone with the same name as your mother. So the fact that the name was reverse, um, and the actual meaning is she's a. She's here now instead of my mother. Like she's a, um, a helping form for me from my mother. So it was very nice to see that. And I met my wife on social media. So my time has been really invested in that. Um, for a very long time, and the fact that I met my wife on there it shows that I need to help others, and, and I'm fine. We'll yeah. get to
1: social media soon. So, uh, in your family, anyone uh, in your family was an entrepreneur, or you were the first one who started um, a business, any siblings, parents?
2: So I'll, I'll be very clear. Unfortunately, um, my um, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't end up finishing um, college. I was in um, Queens College. And um, I took a little bit of a break at a time because my mother got sick, unfortunately. And um, the family had tried pitching in to help her and be with her as she didn't have much time for when she got the diagnosis. And we, we, really, we really were there for her. So I started spending less time in school. I started my own photography business that I was successful in because I promoted through social media, which we'll get at. And from there, I kind of, like took my social media to to heart and I said this is what I have to do and I have to give it my best and I'm young enough that if I don't succeed I can always go back and finish up college. So you didn't finish college. I did not
1: finish. Don't worry. I went to college for three days. So <laughs> you, you already have uh, an advantage on me. You're way more educated than me. Yeah. So, um, but any uh, your your father was he an entrepreneur or? So my father any is siblings that are in that
2: so, in the entrepreneurship business. So this will help a little bit. My father is a neurologist. He's a he's a brain doctor, and to have a son not not finishing college <laughs> is kind of like. But I'll tell you. Just so it's a Jewish
1: yeah. doctor that his son didn't finish college.
2: Correct. It's. Uh, I don't think it's a. It, in a <laughs> it sounds like a joke. <laughs> um, but I just do want to say that my dad give, did give me one sentence of advice. He said to me, "Mark, if you go out and you do this, and you are better than anyone else, you will make more than any lawyer, any doctor. The amount that you can make and the amount that you could do is infinite, and you can help so many people." So I took that to heart, and I said, "I'm going to do it, and I'm going to give it my best." Because, so words of advice I got from my own father.
1: Perfect. Um, and um, so you said that you were in college, you had to drop because of uh, your uh, mom's illness, and you started your photography. How did you get
2: to photography business? So there's, it's very interesting. I had someone who's very close to our family. His name is Scott and he was a master photographer, still is a master photographer. Um, that meaning he went to school for photography. He trained in photography for many years. He would just went to Vancouver and he was taking pictures of the bears and owls. You have to check out his page, Elements of Nature. That's his, um, his real passion is of animal taking and his pictures are, you see a bear biting into a fish. Like the pictures and the images that this guy got, he trained me for a year. And I learned from him. He was close with my family. He was a non-religious Jew, and we were close to him. He took pictures at my dad's first um, um, Torah reading that um, when he um, paid for a Safer Torah and donated it to a synagogue, he was there and took those first pictures on a film camera. So this is how long ago it was, and that was one of his first jobs. He did my wedding, my sister's wedding, and did most of our family's um, big events. He's um, very close to us, and we invited him for Passover every year. So his profession attracted you to go and try it? um, I I, I wasn't sure. I liked taking pictures. I had some creative eye of some sort. I got published in a few places for product photography. Um, I had airplanes published in the Jewish Voice for um, Israeli airplanes I took pictures of by Farmingdale Airport. And I did many different types of things in photography. I spread my name out and did 10 different types of photography. That's the idea of what I'm doing on social media. I'm trying to do so many different things at once. So that's really... So, so when you talk about 10 different ways of photography, can you elaborate on so that? I So was, I was doing um, bar and bat mitzvahs, I was invited to do second weddings. Um, for, second uh, wedding. Second wedding. first one didn't go well. I was a single photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, a second wedding is a smaller wedding. Yeah. So for a photographer, within one year of working, um, I was able to get around all throughout the tri-state area. I did many brisim, which is a circumcision um, event that happens after the uh, Jewish baby boy is born, after eight days. Um, and we do the um, Brit Mila. So I would take pictures at those events as well. And I started doing product photography, took pictures in um, big places in Brooklyn. I did modeling photography. I had a modeling agency for a little bit. I got out of that very quickly. <laughs> um, so so I, I was able to help others. And there's just a different way of how I took the picture and I did it. And I learned from a guy who said, you get it right in the camera. So the importance of the picture I learned from someone whose life and passion was. So you started your own business, or you worked under pho- him? I had a photography company. Photography. I I helped him like one or two times. Yeah. But like I quickly learned, and I was going out there. I got um, I got a small loan from my father for a couple hundred dollars to get a um, a camera, and I turned it into uh, like a, a lot more than than a couple hundred dollars, and I was very impressed with myself. Um, so so why did you drop why did you stop so why did I drop why did you stop photography so I got to the point where I was still getting um, jobs and I found someone similar to Scott his name is Gabe Um, life capture images you could check out his page Um, and he also helped me a little bit in photography he sometimes lent me equipment um He needed help with certain things, and I said, hey, listen, I'm able to help you. You have 20 plus years experience. I'm gonna only outsource to you. I took a very small commission. He was very happy, and he says to this day, you help me and my family and my baby, and we're appreciative since then. I see. And uh, that's when you decided you're out of photography. I was out of photography because I knew my real calling was social media. Okay. So you
1: said your real calling is social media, but you earlier said that you also met your wife over (laughs) social media. Now, you live in New York. She lives in Calgary. Uh, We need to hear that story.
2: It's it's not it's not so interesting. I, I promise it's not really interesting. I just the the fact that she stayed with me is interesting. Oh, <laughs> the fact
1: that she stayed with you is interesting. Um, okay. okay, yeah, okay. Jokes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but so how did you meet over social media?
2: Um, we met on Instagram. Um, to be quite frank, um, we met in the um, the messages part of Instagram. Um, whether it was I followed her or she followed me. Um, I had um, a photography company at the time so my my Instagram feed was filled with my pictures that I was taking So um, I said, hi, how are you? Like, thanks for the follow. And it started from there. And then she said, my pictures were very nice. And I said, which one's your favorite? And then we continued the conversation. So when
1: she said your pictures are very nice, she meant pictures you took or picture of yourself?
2: I, at this point, I hope both.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We we will ask her later, right? (laughs) You could. And so that remote uh, relationship over Instagram turned into a marriage?
2: Yes. Uh, how many we, years ago? So we were speaking after that on WhatsApp and um Facebook Messenger and called. We did very few Skypes, to be honest. But we spoke and, and had a phone relationship and talking and calling for many hours of the day. Um, for about six to eight months before meeting, and then um, she she came to New York before I came to Calgary, so she's a go-getter. Um, so she came to me, and um, that's how I met her. She came to New York. Okay. I see, and uh, so how long were you married? How long ago were you married? Um, we just celebrated our first year. At oh, Thursday. I see, yeah. congratulations. Um,
1: um, and, and when you uh, met with her, You said that she followed you on Instagram or you followed her. She liked your pictures, so you're still in photography. So it was before or after the marriage that you decided, you know what, I'm done with photography. My calling, as you say, as you call it, is is social media, and that's where I'm going to put my uh, focus
2: on. So social media really started um, seven years ago. Photography only started three years ago, let's just say. So, um, can I tell you a little but, bit but about se- that? But
1: seven years ago, it wasn't your business yet. No.
2: It was all about community. Okay. And it was all about helping others. I see. Um, so that's that's something that I that I did. Um, it started from making a rate my teachers um, Facebook group for my school, um which had which had which had kids. <laughs> How which, did the teachers uh, accept that? None of them saw it. Okay. Um, so that's we, what you think. W- but you have to hear what I wrote in, <laughs> in the group. Um, I wrote teachers who deserve higher pay. <laughs> like I, I said I said things like that. Um, yeah, I was a good student then. Um, yeah, you your, your grades tried. didn't go
1: down after you started that
2: group. <laughs> After I started, um, so back then, no one no one knew social media. Again, this is seven years ago. Yeah. There's a lot less people using this Facebook group feature than there is today. Today, there's a billion people using it. Yeah.
1: So, uh, Mark, we have to take our first commercial break. Um, our listeners, you can open a new tab and check Mark, uh, our social media guru's website at socialmediaguru365.com. You can find the different social media packages our Guru offers, and we will meet you here on the other side of the commercials.
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you become a member yet? Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspiring really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com.
0: You are tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach to reach the program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to dvwallock at gmail.com that's d-i-v-i wallach at gmail.com now back to this week's show
1: we are back with our show, uh, Taking Care of Business, discussing today the importance of social media with my guest, Mark Jarrett, owner of Social Media Guru 365. So, Mark, before we went into the commercial break, you mentioned that you felt that this is your calling going into the social media world. World, Can you describe that like, the moment, that aura that came, okay, this is, I'm, I'm dropping photography, I'm moving, I'm making social media my
2: business and, and how I'm going to pay my bills. I can make it very quick and simple. Scott, the photographer, was seeing what I was doing to promote my own business on social media for photography. He called me in and he said to me, you're wasting your time with photography. This is a dying business. Go into the social media. You'll be able to do very well. Very well. You'll be able to help a lot of people. Stay in the social media. And I thought about that, and I started pursuing that a little bit. And then I I really started to understand social media can reach millions of people. There's only so many doors I can knock knock in my lifetime. Is
1: is Scott still doing photography? Oh, yes, he is. So he was just trying to get you out of the business to (laughs) to reduce his competition, I guess.
2: Um, I'm nowhere near Scott's (laughs) level, um, trust you me. Um, But um, I really looked up to him and I learned a lot from him. Every person who I've worked with or I've been with in business, I've learned from them. So um, the other thing you mentioned
1: before we went into a break was that your first Facebook group was rating your teacher. Uh, What did you learn from that group, from that first group seven years ago?
2: So I can tell you I learned that if you make something to help other people, others will come. That's the idea. So when I made a Facebook group then versus when when I do it today, it's very different. In what way? In what way? Okay. So let's try and rewind quickly seven years ago. Okay. If you made a Facebook group, if Mark made a Facebook group, me as a personal person, I made a Facebook group, I can invite my friends, I can get people on there. Okay? They see the group, they can post on the group, everyone has a good time on there. Now let's fast forward seven years. Today's time on Facebook, not only can an account, a personal person, an actual human being can make a group, a Facebook page, a business can have a personal side to it and also create a Facebook group. I see
1: um, you know my, my show uh, this is our second season is about uh, entrepreneurships and inter- entrepreneurship and, and and small medium businesses uh, that I interview and let's now work in the next two segments I'm your client or I'm looking to what to do with my social media as my business. I have two businesses and my wife has a business. How do it? So let's take it from now going forward until the end of the show as you're the consultant and and, and you have to teach me or convince me or show me, as I said, being an old fart like me, uh, what is the importance, how can I benefit my business and and how can I grow my business? So first of all, (laughs) explain
2: to me what is a Facebook group? So, a Facebook group is a community versus a Facebook page, which is a business. Um, it has a different aspect to it. When people join a Facebook group, they're joining into a community. When someone likes a Facebook page, they like something and move on. Correct. That's what I do.
1: I get people send me, like my page. Like my page. Like, and, my page, like yeah. Social
2: Media Guru 365. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I, I like and I never go back there again. So, so um, how do you... For me, let's take my business, right? I have two real estate businesses. or It's easier to take my wife's business. She's a painter. She sells her art. How
2: does she create a a Facebook group? So I'll tell you, I happen to actually work with two artists. (laughs) So um, I know a little bit in the field. And I have a recent client that I made her a group. And I decided that not only is this group going to help promote your art, but we're going to allow other artists to come on that group and have them post. And the rule is they can post on the group freely. It's our group. We own the group as long as they host one giveaway for the group. And each of those giveaways are going to target many, many people to join the group. And I have my own way of getting all those people to answer a questionnaire. I see. So what kind of giveaways? Give us an example. So I'll give you an example. Great. So I had... Um, this oh, this client really, really did well in the first month. I hosted a targeted giveaway with her sculptures. She has sculptures ranging from 6000 to $20,000 U.S. dollars. Um, they're really big. Some of them are 80, 100 pounds. She did a really big... Um, um, Jonah and the whale sculpture. Mm-hmm. It was very, very huge. Um, had blue sapphire in it, and the um, Jonah was in the middle in a big circle opening of the whale, and he was in like a bronze um, um paint, paint, painting of of in this big sculpture. So it's very unique item. I posted it and said you have to like this post, join our free group as the second as a second um, rule for the contest. And people liked it. People joined the group. It reached 5,000 people in less than a month. And um, I believe that contests, targeted giveaways for businesses are the best way to go, and Facebook rewards you and charges you less. I
1: see. Um, Now, when I kind of look at the social media world, you you talk about Facebook a lot, and and you mention Facebook all the time, but when I go, I I look at the social media and, and you know, when I Google, what do I do with social media? I see LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, RSS feed, Google+, and maybe I don't know some of the others that exist. Um, so how, how do I know where, where, where I should kind of invest my money? I'll I, ma- me as the business owner, the small, medium-sized business owners. Well, the first thing
2: you have to know is when you go to a social media company and after a month, if yes or no, you don't see results and you leave, you wasted your own money. Social media is not an activity, it's an investment. Okay. So you have to understand, when you're putting into social media versus putting an ad in a newspaper, is a person in a the newspaper then liking that ad and everyone in the newspaper sees it? They no. don't see anything. If they call you, no one else sees that. On the Facebook page, if the person likes it, their friends see it. If they um, interact with your page, they could instantly interact with you. They could... Message you. They don't even have to call you within the um, within the app. The brilliance of Facebook is, they're trying to put everything in one place. You have Costco in Calgary, one the biggest Calgary, one of the biggest Costco's, busiest Costco's in the world. It's a big Costco. You fit everything in one place. That's what Facebook does, everything in one place. But but again, how do I
1: decide as a business owner whether I should be on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or maybe you say I, I should be
2: on all. So it's important to be on social media, but personally, I put all of my bread and butter into Facebook. Why? Um, Why? Because I have seen Facebook returns, and I have seen it from events that I hosted for um, single people, and I saw when I put up a questionnaire to the people walking into the event, how did you hear about us? Over 90% said Facebook. Two set a newspaper, one person said a Facebook ad, and that's pretty much it. So I saw from there and maybe one from Instagram. So all that's a waste of time. Put your bread and butter into Facebook. If it's anywhere else, tell me in 10 years from now, where will those other things be here? In 10 years from now, Facebook will be here. Mm-hmm. I see. an Instagram and LinkedIn, you don't think so, you'll be here? So Instagram, again, you have to understand the numbers. We're going to talk about numbers right now. Facebook has over a billion users. Instagram is owned by Facebook. You're not gonna tell me that the small little one is owned, is more um, important than the big one. Yes, Instagram does have important things about it, but they don't have the communities, they don't have the Facebook groups, they don't have the brilliance of an app. Instagram's a little thing for photos. It could, it could help clothing businesses. Did it you helps. meet your wife over Instagram? I, I, I <laughs> met her there. It doesn't mean I bought her there. <laughs> So it it has some importance. it It has some importance for communication. But again, on a Facebook group and on Facebook, people are more active than anywhere else. Um, I even got an app and I saw which which different social media sites I was using. It showed me how many hours I spent per day. And again, ninety percent was spent on Facebook. Then, let's just say came LinkedIn, LinkedIn's important for business professionals. I have nothing against LinkedIn, but there are certain things that they are trying to do, which again, they have groups as well, just like Facebook, yet they don't have a que- single questionnaire in any of their groups, so they waste all of this time. Um, I want to get into that also as well with the questionnaires.
1: Okay, so w- one more th- question about Facebook. I have three kids, uh, ranging 21 to 30, and they are kind of the generation that was born into this social media world. And they say to me, oh, you're still on Facebook, it's old, It's it's go to Instagram, right? So. Where do you see the generational gap
2: in who is active here, who is active here, there? So I can tell you on the groups that I run because I spend most of my time on the 100 Facebook groups that I'm currently managing. Those are all free communities where I do not charge the vendors or the members and I'm spending my time on there and I see the age range of many of the members as um, Facebook is helping um, Facebook group admins and helping update their groups to extents. I I really can't even explain to you. It's It's beyond me. Um, so I'm able to see which percentage of my group are male and female. Um, I know that in my dating group, I have, um, the largest percentage, 22% of the group or 24% of the group is ages 25 to 34. So I know that age is struggling to get married. <laughs>
1: struggling, <laughs> me struggling, you me don't str- have to worry struggling or avoiding. <laughs> um, so as uh, you know, earlier I said, let's, play the game that you're here to consult me. So what are the important things? Now you come to me and I don't have social media, I have my do businesses. What are the important things uh, for me to consider um, to start my social media, I would say, exposure, um, social media, I would say, uh, uh, message?
2: I would say, at least what I do, every single time I work with a new client, I make a Facebook page, the first thing that I started doing is telling them we're doing a targeted giveaway. That's going to reach the most amount of people. If you do a little post, hey, good morning, happy Sunday, no one really cares about that. Uh, no, no one, no one wants to see that. Maybe one person will like it of the uh, thousands of people who like your page. One person's gonna like. Oh, Sunday! I love Sunday. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sunday is my favorite day of the week. So it's it's kind of different because I'm coming in there and I'm saying you have to do targeted giveaways. I worked with a life insurance broker in Canada, and um, I got leads from all over Canada joining her Facebook group. And she had over 100 home addresses from the group that I got her. And I created and I built up for her. So for her, she says, I got home addresses. I got emails. I got phone numbers. I never saw this experience from a Facebook page. What is this Facebook group? How would you do it? And I say, I'm just doing the same method over and over again. You have to do targeted giveaways for businesses. And that's the best way to get your name out there.
1: How many groups do you
2: manage today, by the way? Over 100. Uh, over 100 groups that you yeah. manage today? <laughs> Uh, it's a full-time job. Um, I spend a lot of time on there. Um, I, I am starting to put moderators on to help me um, manage some of those groups, but they're just adding work sometimes. <laughs> um, so, um, And 10% is real estate related. So I have 10 real estate groups myself. Um, Brooklyn, Florida, Calgary real estate I have. So um, you can see different real estate groups that I have connected to my Facebook page. Free for Realtors. Um, One of them, Brooklyn Real Estate, to be specific, um, this past year had over a billion dollars worth of listings from the realtors on the group. And it's very cool to have people who are posting all their listings and using my groups as a hub for them to get out there, Um, similar to MLS. So the fact that they're using my group and I'm trying to build their business that way shows what I'm doing is working.
1: So um, I was uh, doing the research. I went on your website, and I saw the packages that you have, uh, that you offer. And can you explain... To me a little bit about social media analytics because you have it as, as, as a service that you give in, in, in the packages
2: you sell. So to be clear, social media analytics means when I show the client, look, someone joined the group, look, someone joined the group, answered the questionnaire, um, look how many people um, reached in your um, giveaway. Many social media companies may stay far away from there because they don't want to share how much they're spending in the ads, they're overcharging the clients. I'm coming in here and I'm saying, I found a way to save you all money and I'm doing it the proper way. And until now, I've done it all to help communities. Now I'm ready to help businesses.
1: I see. Um, so the analytics is, give, is is more or less the information you give back to your client?
2: that That they don't necessarily see because most of my clients either could be on Facebook or they're not on Facebook. They don't understand it. They do want to be involved or they don't want to be involved. So when I just tell them, oh, it reached X amount of people, that's important for them to know so they know what I'm doing is actually being beneficial.
1: I see. And that's how you measure your success as well? Um, yeah. Through, through the Facebook and uh, the social media analytics? Well, well,
2: you base it off of this. If I have 100 people who um, joined the Facebook group because of the contest and 50 to 75 gave their email, their phone number, and of those people, 30 or 35% gave their home address, the value per lead if you do it through a Facebook ad, is around $25 to $50. So if I got them 100 people on the group who did that, I'm saving them $2,500 a month. That's 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 more than what I'm charging. Yeah. So if the value of what I'm bringing them in leads, and people pay a lot for leads, is higher than the amount that I'm charging, I'm running a pretty good business, and it's a good idea. I see. Um,
1: one other item I saw is security and moderation. Correct.
2: Uh-huh. What the hell is that? So if you just... Allow people to join a group, and they could just go on freely. There's no, there's no um, security. <laughs> there needs to be a way that everyone of the community feels safe. And again, let's just say in my um, real estate group, it could be someone who's now trying to post from the Brooklyn real estate group, there's Staten Island, um, which is a completely different area, their um, properties there. And I have to privately message them or um, I, I don't allow them to post. I approve everything. They can't just post freely unless they're a moderator or someone of high status in the group. So it allows me to know that someone's not going to just spam the group with unrelated ads have nothing to do with it so with your group you want to make sure that the members can't just post freely if they want to post us as the Facebook page we approve their posts there needs to be a level of security and moderation
1: I see uh, Mark we reached our second commercial break that's that's interesting um, when you check out social media guru 365.com connect with the social media guru on LinkedIn follow him on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to his email list. Uh, We will be back following the commercials.
3: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: tuned into taking care of business with david wallach to reach the program today please call one 866 472 that's one 472 you may also send an email to Wallach at gmail.com that's d-i-v-i wallach at gmail.com now back to this week's show
1: we're back for the last segment of today's episode of Taking Care of Business. Our topic is social media and my guest today is Mark Jarrett, owner of Social Media Guru 365. So Mark, I have a question to ask you that you kept repeating the words questionnaire, 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 questionnaire. And I have no clue what you're talking about. A Facebook questionnaire. I've never, I never had a, qu- a Facebook questionnaire. So can you
2: share with us what this questionnaire is all about? Well, I would first like to tell you Before we talk about the questionnaire, I want to explain a little bit of where I am now on Facebook and the type of group that I'm part of, which will help you understand why I use the questionnaires and why I utilize the Facebook groups. So I've been on social media for seven years. Facebook groups, um, what we're specifically talking about has been around for 11 So I consider myself an expert in the field, I've been doing it for a long time. I'm a member, a proud member of Facebook Group Admins. It's a um, group owned by Facebook Groups and it is twelve and a half thousand people around the world who are members of the a billion users, one in the twelve and a half thousand and that group is ran by Facebook staff. So the levels of what I'm able to do on my groups and the features that I could apply are more than the average um, Facebook group admin who's doing it as a hobby or just for their own business, not for others. Right. So this questionnaire um, I started instituting, and it hits a member's um, notifications when they request to join the group. A question could be um, verify your entry with a form of contact. Therefore, I'm getting an email or I'm getting a phone number. Or they say message through Facebook. Um, I have three questions I could ask. A second question could be Are you interested in coming to our showroom? If it's a real estate group. Okay. And the third one could be submit your home address and postal code for a free welcome card. Optional. So as a social media expert, I say everyone's on social media. You have to utilize that. So for the groups that I do for my clients, um, and I'm instituting questionnaires, and besides for the ones I do on my own that I have questionnaires to help the members, I'm getting home addresses, and I believe you have to get people's information from social media and reach their homes. You have to then utilize that information. You have to convert on it. So that's something that I offer to my clients, and I say I'll help the conversions of the home addresses because I believe off of social media to the person's home, 100% open rate. There is no 100% open rate on social media. I
1: see. So you use the questionnaire to get information about the client. Let's call it the client because if you run… If, or the prospect, right? If you run for my company, a real estate company, and you give me an address and a phone number, it becomes a prospect for our company. And then it's our duty to send them like
2: hard copy material to their home or, or get in touch with them. So... What I started doing is I said, I myself will help with the home addresses. I partner up with Staples, and they produce really beautiful cards. And I worked on it for six months. I sent cards out to the United States, Canada, Israel, and other countries. So um, it was really effective. I saw conversions through the cards from advertisements that I myself did. So I hands-on experience, and I saw people joining a contest from Facebook by seeing it in the card that I sent to their home when they joined the group. So they went back onto social media and tagged 15 friends. So I'm like, wow, I saw a conversion through the card. So that's what I have to advise for companies. It it may be um, dead to do um, newspapers. But the way that I'm doing it, I'm getting the person's information from the Facebook group, and then I'm hitting up their home with the advertisers, with members of the group who want to advertise, and that's how you build a community.
1: And and are people
2: open to share this information over social media? So I'll be very, very clear. When I had the life insurance broker I was working with, we mentioned before, in Canada, she said to me, Mark, you want to ask for people's home addresses? How many people are going to give you their home address? And I said, okay, I'll take the challenge. So I then instituted the questionnaire, submit your home address to five or 10 Facebook groups that I managed on my own that were for communities. And I got 15, 20 home addresses within the first week, organically, just from people joining and answering it. And I said to myself, people do give their home addresses and it's a high percentage, higher than clicking onto a website and subscribing to our newsletter more than five times that amount. I see. That, that's a.
1: I have to admit, I'm shocked. I'm surprised, uh, but good for you. And, and uh, what is the feedback you get from your uh, clients uh, that you run group for them in terms of what is their kind of success ratio in getting the information and then, you know, converting it to success or to to, to I would say, to sales.
2: So I'm learning more and more. Um, again, I always provide um to do the the welcome cards to the members because i say that's going to be your best rate of conversion everyone's going to open it not everyone opens up an email that's blasted to them from mailchimp or constant contact i say these leads are so pure you can have someone joining a real estate group in calgary calgary real estate which i run and they could be looking for a house to buy or they could be looking for a rental, you're going to send a blast to both of them for a house to buy, you wasted the lead who wants the rental. So you have to be a little bit more unique to each member and I believe sending out a card that said, dear member, and it made them feel good and it felt personal, I saw conversions through there.
1: So that's why you call it community because you use words like member and, and dear. it's not dear
2: guest or dear new client. I believe if you look up what is a Facebook group within the first sentence it will say the word community.
3: Mm. It
1: says on your groups I guess.
2: (laughs) They're all communities. (laughs) So
1: we're in our first meeting, you're now trying, what are the questions you ask a business owner when you kind of sell your product? Um, when I first
2: started, it was a lot slower. I learned from my experiences. I had people who I worked with, which I can't mention those stories on air. Some of them, I don't know why I can't mention them. Um, and you learn from experience. Uh, by the way, our,
1: my, my show is politically incorrect,
2: so you can share everything. Go Trump. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, I'm not joking. I don't know. Anyways, um, so basically what I do with any new prospect I guess that I'm getting um, I say to them what are your goals for your business and that's one of the first things I say in the first 10 15 minutes of speaking to them because I don't need I don't need a lot of time to speak to them um, I started offering a um, service on my page which I do not believe any other Facebook pages are offering I'm doing Facebook group samples and offering that to clients. So after speaking to them on the phone, what, what are your goals for your business? I make a group in under 15 minutes, and I send it to them. After that talk, they see the sample, they join the group, and I see them answer the questionnaire. So I see the client themselves understanding the user experience. I can have them, oh, not join the group, and I say, I made you a Facebook group sample. Join the group, understand the user experience. When they answer that questionnaire, or if they don't, either way, they see it and I know everything about the questionnaire. I know how many times the person sees the questionnaire. So it's, it's a very high success rate.
1: I see. Uh, do you see um, employers hiring through Facebook groups?
2: So everybody goes to
1: LinkedIn, LinkedIn,
2: LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is good. Um, I will tell you, this past month, I put up on my Social Media Guru 365 page for sales associates, for sales agents, and I saw maybe 1,500 unique visitors from that through the um, jobs posting platform on Facebook, and I got over 60 applications. So I can tell you I utilized it through Facebook, and I didn't do it through LinkedIn. I spent a lot less time, and I got great answers to my questions, and LinkedIn is a much longer process. I see. I I want to take a
1: break from business for a second. Sure. When people hear that you are the social media guru, they probably talk with you about social media and and, uh, ask your opinion. What do you suggest to people to post on their personal social media kind of
2: uh, platforms? So I'll explain it with a Facebook group I started maybe five, six years ago. There's a Facebook group I made for a camp I worked in and it was called um, Campstone Stone, um, second session and first session. SEVET. SEVET means um, in crew. English, um, yeah, crew. like crew. Yeah. Um. Also community. Yeah. So, so um, I made four groups for the four sessions I was in that camp for staff members. I had two hundred and fifty to three hundred staff members on that group, and I decided every single one of them. I wish them happy birthday when it was their birthday, and the responses I got in person and online. The the happy birthday you made my day. No one said such nice words. Like this is so amazing. I, this group is amazing, and it made people feel good. So now Facebook is doing instead of writing a oh happy birthday a long thing. You could share an instant video that Facebook uses the information you have and you like between you and that other person, and they do a quick slideshow for 10, 15 seconds, and it makes that person laugh.
1: I'm, I'm not talking about what Facebook does. I'm talking about what I, as a person, do oh, on my personal. What do you recommend to put, and what do you recommend not to post? So When what, you talk with people that, know, that get to know that you are in this uh, arena. So,
2: what I recommend to post. Um, if you're going on Facebook and you want people. Sometimes I do the same thing on LinkedIn. I post about my personal life on, on Facebook. So for someone like you, and if you're coming, um, you could say, hey, I'm going to work um, in an hour. Does anyone want to grab a coffee with me? And you can say, I'm looking for recommendations. So it's a way of you have to use, the, everyone always sees your stuff. If you put up a post saying, hey, um, if you see this, like it, if if you're my friend or whatever, and then you see 50 people liked it, all of a sudden, your your newsfeed blows up. It's because you're trying to get from them versus just talking about yourself. You're asking them to communicate with you.
1: I see. Um, How important is it to, you know, when you have whether it's a group or a Facebook page or whatever, how important, or LinkedIn, how important is it to keep it
2: updated? And how often do you recommend it? There are some clients who I have gone through using two, three posts a month, just great posts, and you can have a contest that could run for four or six months, and that could be your entire campaign for your whole page. By posting every day, yeah, you could be engaging a few organic likes, this or that, but those main campaigns you should just be focused on. If you're running 20 um, Facebook pages and you're boosting all of them by a couple of dollars or 10 or 20 dollars, you're wasting your money because there's no way you're going to take all those 20 and utilize them and see the differences, see who liked it, what ages, what genders, what interests liked it, and change it up. You need three, three that you could constantly change and update and make it unique and perfected that you target the right person for the, for, the, for the client. So
1: updating too much is not good, and not updating is also not good? So
2: where is the balance? Minimally, you have to post once a month. Minimally. If you're not doing that, your page will die down, The organic reach will die down. Um, In a Facebook group, it's not as common because there's many ways for you to engage a member. You could take a post and throw it up as an announcement. Um, They used to allow you to have a pinned post, which also exists on a Facebook page. You can see this, um, this post at the top. Everyone sees that. I can pin 10 or 15, maybe 25 posts on my group for everyone to see those. So there are features that the Facebook group has that the Facebook page doesn't even have and never will have. I
1: see. Um, Mark, you said that you're seven years into it, and you said the Facebook group started 11 years ago. Facebook started before that. Um, In eight years, we may, hopefully we'll have here an Olympics. Where do you see... This industry and yourself and your company in eight years.
2: In eight years, that's a long time. <laughs>
1: I know. So you um, wanted me to ask you for
2: two or four, three years. That's great. I, 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 but I make my own set questions. Fine. <laughs> I'm happy you did this because I'm ready to talk. Okay. So I'm first gonna say what my goals are now and how I'm trying to build my business. I am now hiring sales agents to help me sell my packages as I've recently lowered them again. Um, And they were able to be more affordable and I'm close to half under what, um, you look up online what a average social media marketing company is is charging. I'm doing more than them. I'm getting you more leads and I'm charging less. So when I speak to a sales agent, I say I want to get to 50 to 100 clients um, by the end of this year so that by next year I give them lower prices to a flat 999 and then really get 250, 500 clients, so it'll be more affordable for small to mid-business owners, um, which is very important to me because I say it's not about getting 100, people, 100 clients, it's about becoming a really big industry, being the social media guru in every single country. That's the idea. I see. Um, what keeps you awake at night? Um, Other than your wife. uh, No, she doesn't bother me. (laughs) Um, Updates from Facebook groups, from people joining the group, from pending listings in Brooklyn real estate, from realtors joining the group, realtors putting in their information. um, And the range is just so cool. I've seen in Brooklyn real estate people who are joining, who are posting um, a $1,200 apartment to a $3 million house in Mill Basin. So the average is unbelievable. And the range of what people are posting on there and building their businesses—it's—it's um, it's pretty cool. So that—that—that that, that keeps me up at night because people are using my my communities that I built for them. Well, Mark,
1: um, I don't know if you had uh, fun and uh, you enjoyed it, but uh, we reached the end of today's episode of Taking Care of Business. Uh, Thank you, Mark, uh, owner of Social Media Guru 365, for being my guest today and teaching me and and hopefully our our listeners uh, the importance of social media in today's world uh, to every business, whether big or small. Uh, Thank you for your feedback and emails. Please keep on emailing me uh, your feedback as well as uh, guest suggestions to dvwallack at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, thank you, Aaron, our dedicated engineer, and Sasha, my assistant executive producer. Uh, we will meet you here at voiceamerica.com variety with my new guest, Tommy Baltzis of Whitehaven Security, next Tuesday, November 13, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Your host, David Wallach.